Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Cereal and Beer. Hello, it's the start of Halloween season. No, it's not. <laughs> it's still September. Halloween, yeah. Let's, let's stop that now. <laughs> it's the holiday creeping in. It is so odd. Like, even last month, I saw Christmas stuff for sale at Costco, and I was offended. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I am against holiday creep. Like, very, very much against it. Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. I also have the um, radical idea that we need a holiday like Thanksgiving, but in like June. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we should have like Thanksgiving and Christmas so close together. It's just too much. It's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. It's not efficient enough. Like I want something big like that in June. Because what else is happening in June? I think it would be nice to have something, don't you? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. What can we That's, have? Well, you no. Know? Yeah, because they do need to space out the holidays more. Because, like, I, I feel that the end of the year just gets like really busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. It's too much pressure. That's one of my pet peeves of of the season. It's like it's like you got to do all this stuff, and you got to spend a whole bunch of money. It's just not fun. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about some news. I want to talk about the rise of COVID again in America. Hmm. So yeah, what's going on with that? Apparently, um, some organizations, maybe the CDC, have been saying the rates are rising to the levels of 2020 again. Hmm. And nobody seems to be afraid. <laughs> well, I heard that the the latest strand uh, is is not as severe. Right. So I, I don't know. Uh, right. I mean, I still don't want to get it, but mm. you know. Yeah. But it, it does seem like people aren't scared of it anymore now that they kind of understand what's going on. So I get the kind of more relaxed stance on it all, but still, people should be taking a little more precautions, like, you know, try to mask and, you know, get your vaccine. But, you know, people just, I don't know, people are really bad at protecting their health. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I, I don't think I've had COVID, but, like, how was your experience? Mine wasn't bad at all. Um, so yeah, I caught it and then like the first day or two I had a fever and that, you know, fevers are always unpleasant. Uh, but after that, it it wasn't so bad. Uh, and then even after, like, you know, I I didn't have any of the lingering effects that some people seem to have. So, no, I I was rather fortunate. Very nice. And like now I could still like, you know, I could run and do stuff like that and it's not like affecting me at all pretty good and so you quarantined and you didn't spread to the family right yep it was just me ah well, oh, well okay I'm glad it well went, went away yes yeah. Mm. yeah I just don't like getting sick like I had that cough that lasted for over a month it was so annoying it's, even right now I'm just like mm, do I feel up 
Maybe. <laughs> so, there's that. Yeah. I yeah. don't mind being sick because it means that, like, I don't have to go to work. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I, mm, I'm not a fan of work. <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's that. Um, I've been using up my sick, I'm going to use up my sick leave for a medical trip, so there's that. Hmm. So, yeah. Oh, so what is the piece of news that you got? Okay, so this was um, about a week ago, I think, uh, but uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, suggested that uh, that half of the states should secede from the Union. <laughs> uh, and so she said, you know, oh, well, you know, the red states and the blue states aren't getting along and, you know, this just isn't working, so, you know, we should just split off into our own country. And, yeah. That, it, and it was really, it's weird that she would say that for several reasons. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much what caused the Civil War. <laughs> um, for one, but like, like, how logistically, like, does she imagine that to go down? Like, it's, it really boggles the mind, because it's like, she's talking about, okay, you know, the red states and the blue states, but like, you know, in, in blue states, there are Republicans, and in red states, there are Democrats, you know? So, I, I don't know, I don't think it would be very, it would go down very well. Uh, not to mention that, you know, the red states are all like right in the middle, and then the blue states are usually like, you know, on the, on the sides of the ocean, on the coasts. So, like what, America is just going to be split like right down the middle, and then it's going to be like America on the west coast, America on the east coast, and then this, this new weird country in the middle, like, how's that going to work? Oh. Uh, oh boy. You I, know, like, hmm. I wonder if it's, uh, and I, I wonder if she's seen a neurologist or a psychologist. It makes me wonder if it's, it's like intrusive thoughts. It's kind of like, you ever have like those thoughts where like you're on a ledge, like, I wonder what it's like to jump off. And maybe <laughs> she just has that and has no control over it. Like, I wonder what it's like to have another civil war. I wonder if that'd be a great idea. <laughs> like, I, I, I really have no... Like, I can't believe that someone in her position would say something like that. Because, like, all you have to do is think about it for, like, ten seconds. <laughs> and you, like... And then, like, at least a dozen things would come to mind. Like, okay, if you're your own country... Are you like how are you gonna make your army? Because mm -hmm. congratulations, you don't have an army anymore. <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't know. Like this, it's it's just crazy. Like, where's your water and your electricity and all of that gonna come from? Because you know you don't produce all of it in the red states. You know, like I, I don't know. <laughs> like, would you get your own passport? And, like, you'd need to like just to go across. You know, the United States. You'd have to like show your ID. Like. You'd actually have to create a border wall. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. So I mean, uh, 
it is, it is in, but there's also that theory, like, she was just saying this to whip up the, the base, and, like, I think she benefits from catering to extremists, so it does, you know, raise the question, like, does she really, truly believe in what she says? Maybe, maybe not, maybe somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Um, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's total insanity. Like, she is like the extreme of the stream. Like, I think wherever you are on the political spectrum, if you can't point to the extremist group on your side, then you might be that extremist group. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, ah, uh, that is very disappointing to hear that someone is suggesting, you know, secession from, you know, from the United States. Hmm. Um, and yeah, well, uh, and what's worse is the comments, you know? Oh, God. Yep. Went down to the comments, like, you know, I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> then people are like, yeah, I know what she says makes sense. You know, it's just not working out, you know, like, so we should just split off. Oh, the United States is not like a high school romance. <laughs> and it, I also think it's really funny that like people that talk like that have no idea of the chaos that exists around the world, of the civil strife that happens. Like what's happening even in Israel right now. Israel is like inching, inching closer and closer to civil war because um, their leaders have take, are trying to take away all the power from uh, from the Supreme Court, you know, and they're basically almost becoming a theocracy. And so people want that. And what makes these people think they'll come out on top? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Americans are so silly sometimes. Like, people that have never experienced you know, real civil, like, disobedience or, like, a wartime uh, condition have no idea what it's like. You look around the world like a, like a failed state such as Yemen. I was like, you couldn't pay me just to set foot there. That place is just, it's anarchy. Why would you want that for your own country? Mm. Like, yeah. I mean... A, a series that I, I really enjoyed, but was a very difficult watch, was um, The Handmaid's Tale. So the quick um, plot summary of it is that um, birth rates around the world have plummeted, and this extremist um, uh, Christian group rose to power and usurped the United States. And so it's, it's, a, it's about like slavery, sexual abuse, and mental health. And like, you know, I would imagine... It's, yeah. Women were like meant to breed, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was a very tough watch because you see so much suffering and how sometimes it hits too close to reality and that some people kind of actually want that and it's absolutely bizarre. And it's just mm -hmm. like, it's it, it, considering how like extremist people I seem to feel so emboldened these days it could it could, you know art could, it was a life, life could, it was the art 
So it is really odd to watch this kind of spell and think, huh, it's unnerving. Oh, oh man. Ugh, what a world. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go talk about some more, I guess, lighthearted issues, or at least issues that <laughs> don't make me think like, oh man, I'm <laughs> I yeah. can hide in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah, I guess like uh, entertainment, maybe? Sure. Um, okay. So, in the past, in the podcast, we've talked about a book that book series that you and I actually really enjoyed, and actually you introduced it to me, The Three Body um, Problem. And so, I saw that there's a kind of a trailer on Netflix now that you can, um, you can go check out. I was like, okay, I gotta know when this comes out. So, I didn't watch too much of it. I'm like, oh, because I, I like to go into things without knowing anything. It just gets mm. more fun in. I don't want to be one of those people like, oh, the book was better. I don't want to uh, be like that. Yes, you do. Everybody <laughs> wants to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason to read the book, so you could say that. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty fun to be. It is pretty fun being a snob. <laughs> That's the only reason I ever read. <laughs> Shove it in the face of people. Awesome. <laughs> That's why. That's why I went back to school. Like, look at me. <laughs> I happened in the chain and thought, like, maybe I should get a doctorate. So they have to call me Doctor Kevin. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be. I would call you doctor. Man, I don't know. Make a nickname like Doctor Doom. That'd be good. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. But also, to get back to those the book series, mm. um, I saw that there was a prequel and another sequel, and so you know, I let my impulse buy happen and I got it. So the first book was called Ball Lightning. And the last one was the, called Redemption of Time. Oof. I've <laughs> had a hard time with the first one. Mm-hmm. These two um, additions to the series were not um, written by Suzuki Liu, but um, uh, by, by um, Dilla guys. The first one, it was, it was a lot like the style of the series. There's a lot of like technical explanation of how it could happen? How, um, well, the plot synopsis of this guy who um, faced a childhood trauma involving ball lightning. So ever since he's been studying it almost like fanatically to to capture it and understand it, and his life all was all about it, and you know goes on and sees it. It also comes kind of becomes like a kind of a military um, science fiction novel, but it's just all about. Like the science of it all, mm. and the story wasn't to me wasn't that engaging. The characters were, hmm, characters were like development was was it was okay. You know, they still felt like real people, but I felt that they just it, there wasn't too much to keep the story like human centered. So it just became 
too much of the hardcore sci-fi, which I think that was a, a like you have to be really either understanding or patient with hardcore sci-fi to really enjoy this series. And it was just too much of that without anything else in the in the um, prequel. Now, the last, the um, latest uh, book, The Redemption of Time, it was actually, in a way, fan fiction. <laughs> this this guy, and, you know, uh, uh, Three Body Problem had a huge cult following in China, and this guy, you know, was really into it. So he was going to, um, he wrote. To, go to it and then like he entered the contest and got the the um potential author and he got his blessing to you know to write a sequel mm-hmm. now with this latest edition it was it added on but it was like a hat on a hat it was quite unnecessary it kind of delves further into the relationship to characters and had these like these revelations like oh you were this and you did this and because this person this happened but it it just That's felt like un- though. It, it, it wasn't bad it, I wouldn't say it's bad at all but I just felt it was unnecessary it's it, inessential would be the word of choice mm-hmm. it's like if you never read it you'd be totally fine with the original trilogy if you mm-hmm. do if you do read it you, you might like it and because you know, continues the story, fills in some of the the holes. But you know, uh, I I just felt like if you had to choose between Ball Lightning and uh, the Redemption of Time, you might as well read the Redemption, Redemption of Time because the first one was only very slightly related to the main trilogy because it introduces um, one character and um, mentions the um, the aliens at the end of the first of uh, Ball Lightning. Hmm. So, I mean. If you're a hardcore fan of Three Body Problem, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna get really mad at these books, but you know, but I would say just you know, so the real trilogy is by far you know untouchable. <laughs> mm-hmm. huh. Yeah. What what is ball lightning? Ah, uh-huh. so the phenomenon of ball lightning, as described, is when um, it's almost like lightning is traveling in an unpredictable manner and because um, you know imagine it was we think oh, lightning come from the sky but up to down it's kind of just like traveling through the you know the air yeah. and just you know maybe destroying something maybe not it's just like a weird natural phenomenon that um, I don't know, may, may be extremely rare. I don't even know if it's actually that real. But yeah. Okay. Hmm. okay. <laughs> so, so, what, so what, like, was he trying to harness it and use it as a weapon, or? Well, yeah, I mean, there was parts of it where, like, it, like you know, because as, as you mentioned in the other trilogy, there are larger questions and themes at play. And one of it was, um, there was a philosophical struggle that well, people who say science doesn't always have to lead to it being weaponized. Because mm. he had, you know, in one part of the book, the main character was like, I don't want to study this anymore because 
I see how destructive it is, and that there's got to be another application for it rather than to hurt other people. Mm. So there's that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was kind of... That's usually what happens. <laughs> hey, if we have a neat new technology, how could we use it to kill people? Yeah. <laughs> like mean, a dark turn. <laughs> well, she was sure like hurting each other. <laughs> you could use this to heat up your food, or you could use it to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So have you uh, enjoyed anything lately? Uh, so yeah. Um, lately, like I, I just really got into this uh, this uh, dancer. Um, I guess his name is uh, D Soraki, and uh, he's a he's from Japan. And uh, so yeah, I, I was, he just popped up on my YouTube recommended whatever watches, and yeah, it the. The viral video was of him dancing to um, uh, I'm Coming Out. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, like the, the old song uh, by, mm -hmm. what, Diana Ross was it? Um, I think so. Yeah, or someone. Yeah, you know, it, and, but anyway, so he, he did this, he did, he was doing like a freestyle dance competition at like Red Bull Dance, whatever. And so, yeah, so he, he you know, did a dance to it. it was, you know, everybody really enjoyed it. Uh, and so, you know, it's was, it was pretty good to watch. Uh, he, he ended up taking first place as well. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I really enjoy watching it. I enjoy watching the people watching it <laughs> because it shows, like, the audience, right? And so, like... Like, I would watch it, and then I'd just watch other people's reactions to, like, his dance, because, like, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's a fun dance, um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that has kind of been my thing lately, uh, I like watching him, I like watching, uh, Momo, uh, like, this, this girl Momo is from this, uh, this group, from a K-pop group, I think, uh -huh. um, but she, she, she's Japanese, but um, like she's a really good dancer. So I've been watching like a lot of her dance videos as well. So like mm -hmm. lately, I've just been watching a lot of dance videos on YouTube, so. I went through the same phase for a while. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I started looking up like dance crews, like um, One Million, or um, Flying Dance Crew, or, um, and um, quick shout out to um, the Jabberwockies because um, they did a collaboration with one of my favorite um, Taiwanese artists, Jay Chow, and it was a, I really like the song, and just they're doing that thing in the video. Hmm. Uh, I recommend it. Hmm. All right, yeah, I'll check that out. <laughs> I hope you do, yeah. Um, huh. I mean, yeah, you and I both have taken dance classes. Like, that was my hobby back there. It's good mm. time. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's always enjoyable, and... But like it's funny because like and once again I go through the YouTube comments and like <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah and so like there's there's this one guy who is like um, he said oh well you know that's obviously choreographed like and it wasn't you know like he didn't come up with it on the spot it's, it's choreographed whatever like 
dude, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you think that, that this guy has created choreography for hundreds of songs from the 60s, like iconic songs from the 60s <laughs> onwards up into the present day, and he uses that special ability just to trick people into thinking he could freestyle dance. <laughs> like, like, are you, like, I don't, I don't get it. But, um, yeah, uh, like, but I, it, I think it, the thing was, it was so smooth, and then he was, he was, like, coordinating his moves to the, to the song, because that's, you know, what dancing is. Um, <laughs> but, like, he obviously knew the song very well. And so, so he was able to hit, like, on the beats and everything like that, so, with, with very good precision. And I think that's what, you know, that's why everybody liked it. But it was interesting, because I watched an interview with him afterwards, like, um, and was, you know, he did this interview in Japanese, and he, he talked about, like, the song, and he said, you know, I really like it. He's like, he's like I really like Biggie. And, you know, when I was a kid, More Money, More Problems, you know, was a very popular song. And so, like, I started, you know, I, I got into it, and I was like, oh, what, you know, what's he sampling it from? And so he would go back and, like, look at the original song, and he was just like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. And so, like, it, it had, like, this story, you know, and he's like, like, I, would, I went out and I got that, uh, you know, all the old, uh, I, I started getting into the old artists because, uh, you know, a lot of their work is being sampled now in, like, hip-hop and stuff. And so he said, yeah, and so I really enjoyed listening to that and dancing to it and stuff like that. And uh, and he was like, yeah, and so when the song came on, I was like, oh, I, I got this. <laughs> I got, mm, it's over. <laughs> yeah, and so he, yeah, he, he killed it, so. Yeah, it was fun. But then, like, I read some other comments. They're like, I guess it was in uh, Johannesburg, uh, and uh, like someone was like, you know, they're saying, oh, look at these racist people who aren't like, you know, cheering him on because he's Japanese. And it's like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, look, <laughs> just because you aren't imp like, like I, I, I enjoy his dance, and I'm Japanese. But just because someone else didn't enjoy it, it doesn't make them racist, you know? <laughs> like, maybe they're cheering for the other dude, you know? Maybe they're, like, the other dude's, like, cousins or something. Like, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you know, it was, it was a dance battle. You know, there are two people, so it was him against, you know, this other guy. And so, like, maybe they're fans of the other guy, you know? Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be, like, about race. Like, jeez. <laughs> I know, right? I mean... I mean, imagine if you and I started doing that, you know, it's like, I just, you know, I just, <laughs> I just finished jogging. You should clap for me. Why are you clapping for me, basis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, ah. Yeah, so that, that was kind of, uh. <laughs> Oh, YouTube comments. That was the worst. <laughs> Oh boy, the internet is just this, the internet just is something where like I can't take too much of sometimes. Mm. Like, like you know, I like Reddit, but I'm like, mm, I gotta be real careful about which subreddit to read. Because <laughs> mm. yeah. it'll just come out of nowhere, and just, <laughs> just 
just start talking about voting fraud for no reason. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why are you like this, Internet? <laughs> oh, man. It could be anything. It could be like puppies playing. It's like, oh, look at those liberal. Treat <laughs> 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 the dogs, do a job. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, um, speaking of culture, I have a Asian American issue I'd like to ask you about. So, um, so you and I were not like first generation Asian Americans. Um, what I've noticed in general, um, is that older Asians in as a whole tend to be much more conservative than younger Asian people as a whole. Yeah. So why, what factors do you think contribute to this? Uh, well, I think, I actually think that the major factor would be their age. Um, mm-hmm. because I think, like, uh, like even in the word conservative, it means, you know, you want to conserve something and that means you have something, right? Like that, like that's how my teacher explained it to me. It's like, and so when you're older, you have stuff. And so you don't want things to change because if things change, then you're going to, you might lose your stuff or, you know, the rules might get switched up and then you won't get the stuff that you're expecting your, that you, you know, worked your whole life to get. And mm-hmm. so that's why a lot of the times you don't want things to change. You want things to stay the same because you, you're very much invested in that game. Mm-hmm. Whereas younger people are more progressive because they don't have anything. So there's nothing to conserve. Like they, they don't, they don't mind shaking things up and like giving something in a shot or let's try it, you know, see what happens if we do this, uh, because you know they don't have as much to lose. So mm-hmm. I, I think mostly it's that uh, in that older people, like they've they have worked a very long time, especially like immigrants too. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and they don't want things to get like switched up all of a sudden. And so I, I think that uh, you know that that's one of the things. Um, I have this other friend who's just like super caught up, like like he he's like hardcore Republican mm-hmm. because I, I guess it's something that the Democrats did um, during one of the wars, and like his parents just could not forgive that, and so mm-hmm. they're just like, no, we are never gonna vote Democrat ever again. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, he he's a uh, Vietnamese, so I guess probably the uh-huh. Vietnamese war. Um, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, so he was just like his his family is super like, you know, Republican, and it's interesting because you know like so sometimes he'll post stuff like, like just like stupid Republican stuff, right? And I'll just be like, yeah, man, that's that's not really true, or yeah, yeah, man, that's kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know like but I you know we're still friends you know I, I really like him right. I, I respect him and, you know he likes me you know and so so we, we can say these kind of things it's just like eh, maybe that's going a bit too far it's like okay yeah maybe it was <laughs> but like but he's like but you know like no matter what like I'm I'm rolling red because you know that that's the way my parents were and that's just the way I was raised and it's like okay yeah I get that 
So, yeah, but like, I don't know. How about you? What do you think? <clears throat> well, like I, I, it, I do think it's interesting when you think about immigrants that escaped like communism and stuff like that, like my family. Mm-hmm. And like, I think because it, because it's like the they hate the totalitarian rule and how just no, it wasn't like everybody rose up, everybody was poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that was their mentality. And you know, you know, they came to America at where like the American dream was still alive. Where you know, if you work hard, you 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 prosper well, and so they benefit from that system. And so, I also think it also appears um, <laughs> it appeals to Asian greed. <laughs> so we're, we're very greedy people. <laughs> That's our secret stereotype. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is like we. We, unfortunately, and like like other cultures as well, we it's like an Asian gotta let you know we got money. We got to let you know. We gotta let you know that we have a big house, a nice car, fancy clothes. We got a pedigree. You got to know. We will put on Facebook. We will say we'll like we'll do a humble brag in front of you. We got to know. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so, well, my son's a doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he's a doctor, but he's not a lead doctor hospital just yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, if you remember, uh, what's his name? Stephen Chu. He was the Secretary of, uh, of, uh, of Energy during the Obama administration. He's like, yeah, my parents still are very proud of me. <laughs> and I bet they're like, like you weren't that hard, you're still secretary? <laughs> so, and then I also think of like, and then like with younger Asian people that are, are more liberal, maybe because they see themselves as people of color. And they can identify with other POCs that are are vulnerable to the abuses of people. Like you know, they probably see that okay, point the finger at you know, let's just say um, transgender people, and they think that same finger was pointed at us for a mm-hmm. while, and it can be pointed back at us again. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's that, and maybe also it's the wealth gap thinking like you know, you're coming up at this age where it's like. A lot of us don't own anything outright, and you know, like we're gonna work till we die, and so we don't have the same conditions as our parents. And also, I like to think that younger people are more diverse and they can have more different experiences. That they are growing up in an area where you don't have to be a certain way and follow a certain path to to get success, and maybe they don't. They just don't have to grind as hard. But I think it's also funny that. You know, you know the parents work so hard, so their parent, you know, children don't have to work hard. But then they're like, "Why aren't you working so hard?" So, <laughs> so you can't <Yeah>. win. <laughs> I just think it's really odd. Like, um, I also try to remember to include Southeast Asians, including Indians, sometimes as as Asians. And um, have you heard that one uh, Republican candidate, Vivek? Um, uh, I forget his last name, but I think he's he's like a Muslim American or yeah, hmm. you know, he 
it's interesting because like he's Hindu, Hindu and he doesn't hide that and he's trying to appeal to the Republican base with all the you know talking points saying like being you know anti-vaccine and against woke capitalism and it's kind of fun but <laughs> I think a comedian says like oh man look at all these Republican candidates they're fighting so hard to lose to a guy that's going to jail <laughs> so like you know, <laughs> but it's funny to think like a guy like that you know he's you know he's pretty well off and he's totally line but there are people I'm sure there are people that are like oh man a Muslim no way I'm terrible for a non-Christian mm. or a non-white person so mm. like uh, alright good luck to you dude not too much luck, but you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's maybe these things have to do with it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it. Sometimes it it confounds me that when um when you know Asian Americans go along with problematic talking points from like. They used to talk about you. You're, you're people that way too. Mm. Yeah. And like they just like, yeah, whatever. I'm fine now. <laughs> but now I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I think, I think it's also really tough for um, Asian Americans to really. Have native understand uh, native Asians to understand our point of view. I think it's really really hard. Like, I never got a chance to explain to native like say for example a native Chinese person why I have a beef with Kung Fu Panda. Ah. <laughs> mm. I'm just like, it is such a weird like overlay of just like Chineseness, but not really. <laughs> and like, yeah, you guys. No. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, you guys think that's all funny games, but then you just look at me like, <laughs> like I should be working at Kit Pen Express. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I really don't like the song Kung Fu Fighting. Ooh, I hate that song. Yeah, right? And, like, it was playing, like, this morning. Like, I, I forget, there was, like, some kind of. I guess my kids were watching some kind of drama and like that that song was in there and it's just like nah. <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> for man? Shame. For shame. <laughs> yeah. Like they're making fun of you in this song. Like <laughs> like are you, <laughs> you gonna put this in your drama, man? Ugh. Or another another hated song is um I'm turning Japanese. Ah, yeah. Awful. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> when are we gonna have our distract against those people? Mm. That'll be fun. Uncle Fina, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it, it is just so odd. And then like, or like, when to be a weird, pedantic person. When people just say like ninja out of sudden, just like you don't know what a ninja really is at all. Hmm. <laughs> it's super odd. And then I don't know. Sometimes, um, in a weird way, I'm glad that Chinese culture gets a little less attention. 
<laughs> so I don't get made fun of as easily. <laughs> well, but people don't know the difference between Japanese culture and Chinese culture. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're all just one thing. <laughs> yup. Yeah. And then people are like, what? What's Malaysia? Is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, sometimes I just can't handle people like that. I'm just like, I just can't deal with this. Mm. And then, because when I'm of less polite mind, I try to bring it back on them. It's like, you Canadians are all the same. Uh-huh. Mm. Because then they don't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> or like, where are you from? That old fun question. Mm. <laughs> Your culture, how do you say this? Mm. <laughs> I wonder if I did ask this, like, hey, how do you say sushi in English? How <laughs> 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 would react? <laughs> I also like um yeah okay uh a quick rant is that I it really bothers me when people flex when they try to speak you know the Asian language they like they want like the admiration and surprise you know like because YouTube's videos of it I'm just I hate it <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> Wait, wait, I'm not sure I'm following. What okay, people... Man. Is this like a new trend or something? Eh, nah, I don't think it's new, but like, it's just... It's just people put online, you know? Like, say for example, like somebody goes, you know, to a restaurant and they order like really good Mandarin. And the, mm-hmm. like, the, the weights, the servers are like, oh my god, and they're so shocked, and they're, like, they're so impressed. <laughs> huh. It, to me it's just super annoying and like it just shows that kind of like weird naivete of you know native Asian people whereas like like I wouldn't give a damn <laughs> like cool so what I can speak let's speak English I mean because like uh, it's because it's so patronizing when it comes all the way around where like if like let's just say a white American be like oh wow your English is really good which ha- happened to me once <laughs> I'm from America <laughs> it's just, it's just such an odd thing and like they want because they really want that like that kind of flex I'm just like ah oh, you people you disgust me <laughs> mm. I just want to get my point across Mm. Yeah. Because right, I remember your story about like, you know, people like, you know, made a comment about you and Subway and like how you're like, oh, these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a fan. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, what else has been going on out your mind, man? Uh, okay, well, I, I've been playing, uh, Torn, 
the, the game that you introduced me. Uh, <laughs> and outlasted me. Last year. Hmm? <laughs> it outlasted me. And you were yeah. still playing. <laughs> yeah, like, man. I'm, I'm just like, I'm super hooked on it. And so, yeah, I, I just played a lot now. So. <laughs> um, it's pretty fun. Like, there was this big event uh, called Eliminations. And so what it is is there are like eight teams. And so you could just, uh, if you decide to participate, you just say, you know, you sign up and say, I'm going to participate. And then you're randomly assigned a team. And uh, each team has over a thousand people. I think they're like, mm -hmm. Like maybe 1,300 people on each team. Uh, and, you know, there are eight teams. And uh, what happens is you, like, if you attack somebody on a different team, then you get what, like, they, ha they hold, everybody, every team has, like, what's called tickets. And I guess there's, like, a thousand tickets per team or something like that. And uh, you attack somebody, then you get a ticket from that team. And so they're at 999 and you're at 1001. Oh. And, uh, and then after like this opening period, the, the team with the least amount of tickets uh, loses a life and mm -hmm. every team has 50 lives. So mm -hmm. like you don't want to be at the bottom. Like you, you have to fight to get tickets so you're not like at the bottom because if you're at the bottom, then you start losing lives. And then mm -hmm. after you lose all your lives, then you're eliminated from the competition. So, yeah, so it was pretty fun. Um, my my team took second place. Uh, Ooh. That, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. We had a good um, we had a good group of people. But it was weird because it's kind of like it's kind of like summer camp. Uh, <laughs> like it's a very campy feeling. Like we had a Discord and everybody was you know chatting in it and having fun. Uh, there are a lot of like very, I guess, uh, famous players or you know prominent players uh and so you're you're put on the team with these people like that have been playing for like 15 years or whatever like legends of the game i guess and uh yeah and so it, it's a fun opportunity to to get to interact with people that you wouldn't normally um uh -huh. there are some people that like you know they they've mugged me or you know like beat me up and put me in a hospital and now we're on the same team. It's like, oh, hey, it's, it's you. <laughs> and then there are people like in my faction, like in my own like team that were put on a different team. And so I got to beat them up and just be like, ah, take that. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was just kind of a fun uh, event, but it was like, I think it was almost 10 days long. And wow. the problem with the game is it's, it's never off. <laughs> like the game is always <laughs> running it's a 24-hour game and so like like you could be sleeping but your character like you know he could be getting jumped or whatever you know like, like beat up and all that stuff while you're sleeping or when, when you're at work or whatever so it's it's kind of um a lot of work to to uh just be aware of that and like you always have to be moving your character so he doesn't get like beat up but mm -hmm. to do that 24 hours a day for 10 days is pretty stressful. Oof. Man, oh man. Yeah, that's a, that's much, that's a lot, man. Yeah. Because, like, that's how, like, you know, World of Warcraft and that stuff is. I'm like, I never got into it, 
but like people just spend so much time man. yeah but like even but even world of warcraft you could log off you log off and then your character's mm-hmm. not there you know, you're like, no, nobody's like teabagging you while you're, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're asleep. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. It's why, um, like, back in Japan, like, when I had absolutely nothing to do at work, I played this um, browser-based game, game called the Kingdom of Loathing. It was, like, a really jokey, um, like, RPG that was all, like, text-based and, like, has simple, thick figure drawings. It was really fun. And so I'm like, all right, <laughs> nobody's looking. We're just going to play this for a while. <laughs> so that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, you know, again, with games, it's just like they take up so much time. Like, Baldur's Gate 3 just came out, and people just cuckoo bananas for it. Like, oh, that's so much time, even if I could play that game, like, I don't think I could handle it. Hmm. Yeah, games just take too much time in general, so. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, I like more chill games where, like, okay, you can play for a little bit and just, you know, do something else. Because, hmm. yeah, I've got, unfortunately, other things to do that are not fun. Hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, I don't know. It, I could see why people get, you know, get into gaming, but I'm just like, uh, I don't know, man. I gotta hustle. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, you know, like for me, like this game, like Torn, it's kind of like, uh, it kind of reminds me of AOL. <laughs> like back when we were like young, and like you know, you'd have like these uh, instant messages, and mm-hmm. you know. And so you're just sitting there chatting with people uh, <laughs> on your computer, and mm-hmm. you know you could have multiple windows open, so you're chatting with different people, and then like in between that, you're just you know telling your character to go like beat somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's more of a social thing, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I think is really fun as well. I think when you have a good community, like in the game, is really great. Which is why, you know, like FPS never got, you know, got really interesting to me because the uh, community was so toxic. Like, I don't want to know year olds being, being really <laughs> horrific to people. It's like, that's not for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I played Overwatch for a bit. Like, it's fun when you have a, like, a fun team to be with, but it's mm-hmm. like if you're with somebody who just is angry, it, it's not fun at all. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. I do hate that. Like, like if you make a mistake, then they're just like, oh, man, you suck. Like, why don't you just, like, delete the game? Like, it's just, come on, man. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Some people take their hobbies real seriously. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to think about that. Yeah. So, uh, anything else to, uh, on your mind? Uh, nope. Yeah, that's about it. All right. Shall we go on to our rants? Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, my rant, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's rant more than a story, but, like, um, I had to, I had to go to a, uh, a crematorium okay. the other day, um, uh, uh-huh. 
And I was there, like, I got there before the family got there. And so, and it was really hot. It was a hot day. So, uh, you know, they're like, okay, well, why don't you wait inside? So I was waiting inside. And at first I was like, this place doesn't smell great. Um, but okay. And then like, just, I was waiting there for 15 minutes. And then after like, after a while, it was just like, yeah, this, this really doesn't, hmm, I'm not, not feeling this <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, Cause it like, it smelled like, it, it, well, I, I don't mean to be gross, but it, it smelled like meat was just laying out on the table. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's what that was like. Yeah, it was just like, mm, yeah, no, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't like this. Like, because it was a pretty hot day, too, so it was like, mm. It, it didn't smell like rotten meat. It just smelled like regular, like, just, like, you just have meat just laying out. And, like, just to be around that kind of smell for an extended period of time is pretty unpleasant and especially when you know that it's not meat but it's a person uh that makes oh. it worse uh <laughs> so yeah like it, it was pretty bad like i got back home after like and after we finished everything i got back home and i was just like oh this is horrible uh went to sleep and then i was just like woke up and like i realized that i smelled like that i was like oh man i gotta take a shower so i, I took a shower and i was just like i'm like, I just didn't feel very good. Uh, and then, <laughs> like, for dinner. I, and so, like, I told I told my wife this, too. I was like, yeah, man, you know, I went, and it's just, it smelled, and it's bad. And, it, I, like, I just, I don't, I don't feel so good. So, oh, okay, okay. Uh, and then, like, for, for dinner, we had sushi. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this isn't... No, no, I don't want to be eating like raw food right at a time like this. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, so like I ended up just eating some vegetables and tofu and stuff. Like, mm. Yeah, but yeah, that was not pleasant. Uh, I got over it in about a day though. So yeah, uh, but so yeah, so I don't to... recommend the crematoriums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a good place to hang out. <laughs> 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 Decaying bodies is a no. Mm. Yep. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, that's a good little rant story. I like that. <clears throat> okay, how about you? Rant. Oh, I had a good one in my brain, but it fell out, so I was come up with another one. <clears throat> okay, rants. I just don't like how okay so as you get older a sign that you feel your age is sticker shock when you start thinking oh my god why is this so expensive it, it was you know what this much money when i was younger and so <laughs> you know i'm experiencing that with going out to eat and you know like something like you know, yeah, you get something to eat that's pretty nice. It's like twenty dollars. I'm like twenty dollars. How did the world get so expensive? How did inflation get this crowd of control? Mm. I mean, you know, you know, because I do, 
I, I learned, I tried to learn a little bit about economics. I know about inflation and, you know, the supply chain and the cost and, you know, there's supply, there's a lot of issues going on. I mean, we're in the era, like, there's like, what, three simultaneous strikes happening at the same time right now. But, but still, I can't believe that even just like mediocre food is like, like 15 bucks. It's like, I can't believe, like, how can you just excuse that? Because, um, you know, I like to take my parents out to eat. And I'm just like, I just paid $50 for this. This is out of, out of control. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you know, the workers don't get paid much. And, you know, it's, it's I understand how hard it is to run a, a, a restaurant. I get that. Hmm. But it just, like, I just can't help but compare it to when I was younger. You know, I was like, oh, it was so much cheaper. I'm just like, hmm. and now they want to add automatic gratuity. I'm like, no way. Screw yeah. that. Yeah. So it's just one of those subtle signs that you're getting older. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, as well, like the the dollar is a lot stronger than the yen. So, like, I think I'm probably gonna go back uh, to the states, uh, maybe in December. But like, yeah, you could get food pretty cheap here. You could still get something for like 600 yen, 700 yen. Um, and that would be equivalent to, hold on, let me see what the exchange rates, because they've been um, in flux a bit. Uh, US dollar, the 600 yen. Okay, yeah, so it'd be like $4. Hey. Right? Like you Not could bad. get like, yeah, like uh, McDonald's, you could get it for $4. Uh, mm. If you wanted good food, you know, it cost a little bit more. Uh, like maybe, uh, like Coco's Curry, uh, we both like that. That's, That's $7.45. Right. Uh, yeah, right? I, like, I'd pay that for Coco's Curry right now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cheap, right? <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Because like, you know, like, one of the strategies is like, okay, we don't feel like cooking, you know, the cheapest thing to get around here that's not gross is going to the supermarket and getting their, like, their, their chicken meal or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, you know, it's still pretty cheap. It's not bad. Hmm. So, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Like, I do like supermarket, like, like deli kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad, and it's cheap, so. Mm-hmm. And, like... I remember, like, once in a while going to the supermarket later, later at night, right, you know, and getting the pre-packaged, pre prepared food and getting it cheaper because it's fresh made. Mm hmm Yeah. And then, um, do you, uh, is it, like, Kaizen Sushi, is that still kind of reasonable? Yeah, I think, like, uh, I think I... Uh, yeah, maybe it's it's not a hundred yen anymore. I think it's maybe a little ah, bit more. Damn uh, inflation. Yeah, but I mean it's still like around that area, like maybe a hundred and twenty yen or something. Still much cheaper than here. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty good. So hardest part, hardest part of the show. Shoutouts. Mm. You got mm. one ready? Yes, I actually do. Nice. Um, yeah, so uh, my shout-out goes to, uh, well, I guess, yeah, uh, broadly speaking, Asian media. 
minority media. Uh, so I used to work at this place uh, called the Nichibei. Uh, at the time, it was called Nichibei Times, and they changed the name to something else now. But um, and it was a Japanese American newspaper, and they had like two sections. They had a Japanese section and an American, or you know, a, a section for Japanese Americans. And it would just, you know, talk about events in the community or, you know, issues that were important to, uh, you know, Japanese Americans, like uh, uh, reparations, and you know, they they keep the talk about like the the camps alive, the internment camps, and like they have like these pilgrimages and they organize all this kind of stuff, and they have, you know, they highlight Asian films and you yeah. know stuff like that, and uh, you know they they put a spotlight on, uh, you know like uh, young Japanese Americans that are, you know, doing things and, you know, we interview yeah. them and all that kind of stuff. And, um, like, I, I, I contribute to the, the paper occasionally since I live in Japan. And so, you know, sometimes I write about things that happen here and whatever. Um, I actually, <laughs> I actually don't read the paper. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I don't, I don't read it all the time, but it's a very valuable resource mm. because, you know, because it's a print media and because, uh, like, you could go back and they do have, like, all the back issues and stuff. You could go and look at a certain date and see what was important in our community at that point in time. And that's probably the only place where you could get that kind of information. Mm. Like, you, you can't get... Like what was important to Japanese Americans in, you know, 2018? Uh, mm. Like you, you will not find that in any other place. You can't find that in the, the mainstream newspapers. You won't find it like in the local newspapers. You won't find it like, uh, like there are barely any Japanese American like bloggers or you know doing stuff like that. You know, so mm. I mean, this is one of the only places uh, like that catalogs our history. And it has been doing that for, you know, over like 50 years, I think. I think it's probably maybe 80 or 90 years that's been going on, at least. So that's a very, you know, valuable and very important thing. And it's a very important work that they're doing. And so, like, usually I do, uh, they, had, they had this um, fundraising drive. And so I donated uh, to them because I feel that it's very important, uh, even though I don't read it. <laughs> but you know someday you know I might want to go back and see it and you know just have that catalog and you know we've talked about how this that's part of what our podcast is as well and it's you know about what we were interested in and like what our views as Asians Americans were about the topics of the day and uh, you know so uh, it's it's like it's like our podcast but you know, more buttoned down and but <laughs> <laughs> <the> analog form. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, so my, my shout out goes to Asian media because they're doing a very a very important job and I think a lot of people don't realize how important it is. And because people say, Well, you know, I don't read it, I'm not interested in it, it's not relevant, who reads a newspaper? Um, mm. and that's true and I don't and I feel that way. But it's still important. And I think, you know, people should uh, support that uh, because it's an important part of our history. 
I like that one a lot. It just to preserve the voice of, of people that usually don't get a voice and that there's a, a solid resource. I agree. It is important. Like, and I do like, you know, how you talk about it's almost like a time capsule that, you know, it has lasted through time. And, mm-hmm. and it, even though you don't actively participate in it, that's okay. I mean, it's just good that it's there, you know? Uh, it, it's I like that a lot. Yeah, because okay. like like we don't have like a lot of writings or like things from other cultures or from or from like women. Like all the writings were from men, you know, from like a certain you know year, like and onward. So uh, you know, like just it's important that everybody has that voice. So. Right, exactly, because it's important to get the first perspective and that your thoughts and views of the world should be more nuanced and that one type of person shouldn't control the narrative at all times. Right. Right. So, I like how mine's a lot more silly. (laughs) (laughs) My my shout-out goes to uh, um, laughing yoga. So, um, I've been having a tough time emotionally lately for a while. I've gone through a really a lot for the past two years. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to do something really different, different and almost like subtly challenging. Because I think as adults, we, we take ourselves so seriously and we kind of like let the seriousness of life kind of be the, the, the normal. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay. So I type in YouTube. I type in laughing yoga. And so it was just the most silly thing I've done actively. <laughs> it's been really rewarding. Because like, there's this woman, I think her name is um, Celeste, and she just does these really silly exercises that you stretch, and you just, at first you... It's a really contrived laughing, going, ha, 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 it's a fun thing to do. You can just do, do, do it for five minutes and like, it'll make you happy. So I highly suggest people try something a little challenging and, and you know, look up some laughing yoga and do it. Hmm. I have never heard of laughing yoga. Yeah, it's, it's really ridiculous. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> huh. Well, yeah, you know, there was this thing where, um, there, uh, there was research that if you smile, that it like it actually like helps you, like even if it's not a genuine smile. So mm-hmm. like uh, the the methodology was that the person, the researcher, had people put like I guess a pencil in their mouth, mm-hmm. uh, uh, blank lengthwise, like mm-hmm. <laughs> sideways. Clarification. <laughs> 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 Yes. <laughs> um, and so, like you know, they would uh, they would hold the pencil there, and so it would gen, you know, it would 
like naturally, ha you know, it, it changed the shape of their mouth into like kind of a smile-ish thing. And then he'd have them perform tasks. And uh, he said that people that did that performed better than the people that didn't. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's the best method uh, methodology there, because it, it could probably be for other things as well. Maybe they're concentrating more or something like that. But, mm -hmm. but you know, he said that that there were other studies as well of similar vein, where if you if you make people smile, they usually perform better. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I could imagine, you know, just laughing also having that kind of effect, right? Mm -hmm. uh, even, even if at first it's kind of like this cheesy, like, you know, fake laughter, it, it does... Yeah, I, I could see how that could turn to regular laughter because it just seems so absurd to be doing. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it to just also kind of think, like, because at first I didn't realize how self-conscious I I got, and I'm like, oh, I I, I feel so silly, I feel so foolish. Mm -hmm. But just like, once you get over that, you can. It was like it was worth it. <laughs> so then, like, do you do it by yourself? Yeah, like you know, you can just the, the 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 person just guides you, like doing these little like almost like like you know improv exercises, like. Um, and you just laugh along with it, and like it just, it, it, it gets real. You know, you just, you know, you just you being genuinely joyful with it. Sounds mm -hmm. um, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, and then the larger message of like challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. Time for our plugs. Please like and subscribe to us. We are across 20 plus platforms, including iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. You know, please leave comments on our Facebook pages to tell us what you think about the episode. Please tell your friends and loved ones to uh, listen to us. And uh, we, we will really appreciate um, your listening. You know, it to me it makes me feel good that people hear us and can take something from what we gotta say. You know, whether you agree with us or not, it's good that at least you're giving a listen. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of content out there, so they could be listening to any of that, and it's again the other content is better produced. Than ours, <laughs> but despite that, they still listen. So I mean, yeah, that that is awesome. Uh, we do appreciate uh, having people listen. I do, like I have had people uh, comment and say, oh yeah, you know, uh, uh, that made me think about this, or what do you think about you know something else, and yeah, so the, you know, that's been very very nice that I've been able to have that as well. Mm. Yeah, and um, so. Uh... My, my other podcast, The Walker AC Experience, we hope to uh, do another recording and maybe we'll do another th uh, three-way podcast sometime. Hmm. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So, so uh, that does it for the uh, month of September. Thank you, everybody. Yep. And, yeah, so the next time uh, will be right before uh, Halloween and all that kind of craziness. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, hope, hope the world doesn't blow up 
by that time. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Okay, and we'll talk to you later.